Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Troubling Issues. It's a podcast which is about comics but it is for everyone. Uh, every fortnight we do a deep dive on a single issue of a comic book that is either good, bad, or completely crazy. Uh, whatever it is, it's definitely going to be a noteworthy comic, and that's what we're looking at today. I'm your host, Brad Daniels. I'm a comic book writer, artist, and fan. And this week's guest is the writer, improviser, comedian, and actor, what a mouthful, Cameron Watson! Hello, thank you for having me, Brad. Uh, it is my pleasure, Cameron. You're a very old and dear friend of mine and also quite a, sm- a sharp uh, cookie. If, to get us underway, could you just, uh, since I know you, I'm mm. sure that most of the people who are listening don't, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself there? Well, you've, al- you've already uh, introduced big parts of my life. I am an a improviser, writer, comedian, actor, uh, various things. Uh, I run help run Big Fork Theatre, which is a local improv comedy company uh we're we're taking a bit of a break at the moment because of all the COVID-19 stuff we are doing things online just not as much as I'm used to doing so uh I'm I'm glad to have projects like this to get involved in nice so you you so you were doing like two well two two shows a week two to three shows a week before Uh, before Verona showed up yeah, so uh, now I've got nothing but time on my hands, and I'm making sourdough bread mostly. That is fantastic. And uh, you should, uh, I don't know, you should do some sort of uh, Instagram or something about that. I, I, oh, you got me there. I do have uh, an Instagram devoted to my sourdough and sour beers called Cam's Sour Sesh. Uh, fantastic. Well, we'll get on to that in the plugs at the end, I'm sure. That's the number one project that you're interested in. Definitely. Uh, my next question to you is, what is your relationship to comic books? Uh, I was never really into comic books uh, as a child. Um, it just, just wasn't... Uh, the, the magazines I collected were the Where's Wally magazines about uh, various countries. Uh, I guess there are elements of comic book in there, but not really. Uh, but I did briefly get into the New 52 from DC when they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe I consulted you on uh, what to read, uh, oh. but uh, that didn't last too long. I'll be honest. I think uh, I think the time between uh, comics was what uh, uh, what did it in for me. But I I did collect a number of the uh, various. Um, uh, I, I'm showing what a fake I am. I can't even remember what the uh, collected <laughs> issues together are called. Uh, the word for it. You can call them trade paperbacks or That's just right. collections. Uh, so I have a few collections from the early New 52 as well as uh, some older things uh, inspired by the New 52. So um, I was quite a fan of uh, The Shade. Uh, oh, yes. 12 edition. But then I and I have nearly all of the Starman uh, uh, comics that feature The Shade, uh, which mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed. 
Oh, uh, so have read... you actually read those now? I have. Uh, well, I've read most of them, but I'm missing. There's some holes in it. So, uh, and unfortunately, those holes are in the middle of the collection, unfortunately. So I've had to make some jumps in time while reading them. Uh, but yes, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed them. And I have a few quirky comics that I've uh, picked up over the years just to, you know, um, think uh, what is one of them? A uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one where it's all about uh, fighting styles uh, with the various, oh, wow. the various uh, turtles. So uh, I got a few random things in there, but uh, no, never, never quite took off for me to uh, collect uh, comics a month at a time. So you're uh, like I'd what could be described as a filthy casual then. Ah, filthiest of all casuals. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm gonna get into this comic book here, uh, and I will talk. It's it's very similar to the New Fifty Two, in that it was very controversial with comic book fans when it came out. Now there's a lot of uh, hoo ha about. DC restarting its universe and uh, changing all these things and like lots of fans got up in arms and this comic which we're going to look at today which I should probably say is The Amazing Spider-Man number 545 from December 2009 is what we're going to be looking at today it is and the cover is done by Joe Casada and it's written by J. Michael Straczynski the uh, writer of Babylon 5 amongst other things. So, we'll kick off with the cover. We have, uh, a, it's part four of four, so we're coming in in the middle of a story here, or at the end of a story. Coming in uh, hot. Coming in hot. And there is a, a smashed, I guess, portrait of uh, a young couple, one of whom is wearing a Spider-Man suit, uh, and a red glove is holding up a, a, a fragment of this uh, picture that has and been smashed. The glove, yes. the glove is too big uh, for his hand or their hand. Mm, Just so straight off the bat, in my opinion, it's not a it's not a well fitting glove. Yeah, it's, I would agree. Agree. It does not look like a uh, the form fitting gloves that we would expect from. Someone who had some style and panache. It's, it's very much something that they've picked up at a dollar store or something like that. Uh, okay, so how do you read this cover? It's like, for me, I originally thought it was a mirror that was smashed, but that doesn't make any sense because uh, the, the ref, reflection the, doesn't work. No, unless they were sort of like hovering above the mirror in that embrace. Yes. Uh, so, I, I, to me, I saw the I saw the smashed um, glass. So I'm thinking, you know, probably a portrait. But I didn't see the bit in the middle as a bit of something being held up. It looked like a, a tear through. So I'm thinking, what is this mixed media of uh, <laughs> a, a, a glass that can also be torn through to reveal something underneath? Uh, but mm. I see now that it is the hand holding it up rather than delicately tearing it. Um, you know, I'm seeing a juxtaposition. Um, mm. Seen a lot of different titles. Yes, there's a lot going on in this cover. Amazing so we... Spider-Man t- on top. Mm-hmm. One more day, part four or four on the left. Then enough said, right down the bottom right. Yes, indeed. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I, I think like the art in this issue is good. 
Uh, I'll go that far. Joe Casada is a fine artist. He does some interesting things. Uh, and the cover is obviously trying to say where she's going to sh- literally break this marriage in this, uh, break this relationship in this comic. And that's exactly what they do. Also, just quick, I know we have to move on, but still only 399 cents is the most bizarre way uh, to price this comic. <laughs> They're always trying to make it sound cheap and not succeeding, I fear. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know if I have 399 cents to splurge on a comic this month. It does sound pretty expensive when you put it that way. Okay, but that's neither here nor there. Like We could have a whole conversation about the price of comic books, but we won't. We'll talk about this one. Into page one, there's... Uh, we start open on a uh, e, 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 ECG, electrocardiogram machine. Yeah, I got it yeah. right, ECG. Um, uh, there's some foreboding voiceover uh, captions written in uh, some sort of weird pseudo, uh, I don't know how you describe it. So like medieval scripture font. Yeah, red. sort of like that. Now... We, because we haven't uh, read the free previous three parts of this story, don't know what's going on here, but it will become apparent very soon. On the bed is an elderly woman. Okay. And the, the page ends with the ominous caption, you have until midnight tomorrow to say yes. At that instant, you will either lose your marriage or your aunt. Now, that is quite a dilemma. That is that is a threat. Um, and I guess you have to assume that it's a, a good marriage that uh, this character is in. Uh, to, to wager whether or not it is uh, Spider-Man is neither here nor there. Uh, I think it would be foolish to uh, make that guess so early on in the comic. Uh, but, you know... You, you have to you have to assume with the gravitas of the visuals of the scene as well, which I originally thought was a laser beam in outer space, <laughs> because the uh, the online version of the comic I couldn't get it to just put the whole page to fit into the screen, so I have to scroll. Oh yeah, yeah. But you, know, you think you're certainly... into into some sort of intergalactic adventure to start off with? Yeah, and then I'm like intergalactic adventure. That's the panel that they're shooting the laser. There's even a, a visual of the laser traveling. Uh, paper is empty. Uh, I guess they use paper in space. Oh, but no. Now, as we zoom out, we've got nothing but a very sad hospital scene with mm. what potentially could end up being a very middling threat. <laughs> okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you right on the spot, Cam. Yeah. And this is a question. You can put me on the spot on the way back if you like. But if you had – you're not married. No. You are in a uh, committed relationship, though. Um, if so, if someone came up to you and say, "I either going to destroy your relationship or kill your aunt," which one would you go with? Oh, I don't know if you can ever murder someone. Yeah, you know, get. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to have to say aunt because it's more likely that my partner is going to listen to this than my aunt is going to listen to this. So you're gonna you'll off your aunt. Okay, that's good. Uh, that, that works out well. Okay, so that, it is quite a dilemma, but it's not like okay, we'll leave that one be. Uh, if I was in that situation, I don't know what I'd do. Now I 
I would probably just off the art, you know, particularly if she was elderly and had lived a long life. And, you know, let's say she had outlived her purpose as a plot device at that stage. I think I would be happy with her shuffling off the model coil. Different question right back at you. Yeah. At this point, you've only looked at the first panel. Yeah. You can either keep reading the same comic or it transforms into a Spider-Man comic in outer space with a giant laser beam. Which do you choose? I would take the laser beam, thank you. But only Every because I know, what, I know what's coming ahead. Uh, like, You've already read it. You've had your fill. I've had, yeah, I, I know what I, we're dealing with, and I'm happy to try something else. Thank you very much. Let's flip the page, shall we? Uh, okay. We got, uh, we've still got our spooky captions happening. Yeah. And there is a, a sleeping person. Where we pull out, and it's Peter Parker dressed in his Spider Man outfit. Obviously, just waking up. He sleeps on it. He's obsessed. <laughs> that is that is the thing. I mean, we haven't read the previous issue. Maybe he got home exhausted after fighting Dr. Octopus or something and collapsed onto the bed. But from from this just reading, it looks like he just likes sleeping in his uh, spider jimmy jams. And if you if you I, I want to draw your attention to his left leg, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the knee down the shin. Yes. No. All those muscles are impossible. <laughs> he would not be able to walk. Those muscles would not do anything. He's got like 40 different muscles just sitting on top of his shin. Hey, look, he's got the proportional muscles of a spider. So uh, my, I, I retract my statement. <laughs> there you go. You know, you can't fight science. That's what they say. Okay. Now, I don't know if I'm doing this right for your show, Brad. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to draw attention to the fact that Joe Casada. Yeah. Too, la- too lazy to ink pages outside of 23 to 31. <laughs> Taking well, a holiday, living up to Danny Mikey or Danny Mickey. Yeah, that's right. Well, here's the thing. Joe Casada, as well as being the artist on this issue, was also the editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics at this stage in time. So right. he can do anything he damn well pleases. Oh, not Not anything. He, well, he, can't, he can't kill both. Well, he can't kill a marriage and both the aunt, apparently. Only do one of those. Well, I mean, if he had wanted to, he probably could have. have. I mean, the whole purpose of this comic is to, well, as we shall dis- discover, to uh, do away with the whole spider marriage. He's, I'm, just, I'm just looking. I was, I was trying to see if there was some kind of reflection in his eye. I don't know if there is. Uh, I don't believe so, but... Hard to say. He cries out for MJ, which is, of course, Mary Jane Watson from Spider-Man. Spoilers. Spoilers. That's it. Okay. Uh, Flipping the page. She's in the bathroom. Uh, She's she's looking pretty shook up. They're having a conversation. So uh, uh, first question, do you think can he, Mephisto, really do what he says he can? And now, do you know who Mephisto is, Cameron? Uh, no, I'd never come across him. Uh, he, ha- he hasn't, so as, as far as I'm aware, and I might be, uh, I, might, I might get roasted for this. I don't, was he in any of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is not, he at this, not at this stage, no. no. 
I don't, I don't think he him. even appears in Doctor Strange, which would be his like home base sort of like right section of the universe. Uh, uh oh, oh no, but he has appeared in Ghost Ghost Rider. Oh, I was not aware that that was considered part of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, it, it's not, but you, uh, Dennis Hopper is Mephisto, Mephisto in the Ghost, Ghost Rider movie. Uh, but he is very different from the comic version. Uh, the comic version is basically Satan. He is right. the, the devil of um, the Marvel Universe. But there is also, just to make things even more confusing, there is a Satan as well. Ah, of course. And yes. Satan is not satanic at all? Uh, no, he is. Okay, okay. He has a superheroic son called Son of Satan. Right. <laughs> so, so, so it's all very simple and straightforward, really. Yeah, really. That's I, can only, I can only assume that all superheroes are either their name, son of, <laughs> or father of, or mother of, or daughter of. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's all about who you know. It's who you're related to. The nepotism in the Marvel Universe is crazy. So we've got Spider-Man uh, here talking to wife of Spider-Man. That's right. But she does not want to. She doesn't want to talk to him at all. I think her. I think her actual superhero name is Spider Wife. Sorry, my apologies. That's okay. Easy mistake to make. Yeah, she is having a hard time with this whole thing. That okay. She has, she's trying to cope with the idea that Satan has appeared to them and said, look, I'm going to give you a deal. Either I take away your marriage or the, your beloved aunt will die, which is the weirdest of all uh, like deals, transactions that the devil would be looking at doing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's... It, it, you'd think they'd be similar, like... Someone dies or someone dies, but someone dies. Yeah, yeah. This one's like, uh, not not to foreshadow, but the reason why it's marriage versus aunt, I think, is just, it, it, it comes across as dumb. Mm. Uh, yes, Let's, <laughs> I would tend to agree. Oh, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Anything else on this page you want to discuss? Uh, I can see why Joe Casada didn't want to ink it. It's mostly just black. <laughs> it's true. You, probably, you would have gotten mad RSI. Hmm. You could have done it on the in. computer and just use the block fill function, and that would have done the trick. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's too embarrassed to say that he doesn't know how to use it, so he just gets other people to ink the pages <laughs> that require it. It could be, could be. Uh, actually, it's it's very moody art. I think like it's the shadowing is like in spite of the overall darkness of it, it's very, very uh, atmospheric. Um, I'm not trying to like just uh, rag on Joe Casada. He does good work, but yeah, boy, lots of black. Okay, lots so of going... black. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I could I could talk about this page for hours. <laughs> okay, well let's not. I've been trying to keep the uh, the length of these episodes down and failing because I keep on talking about every single thing. Speaking of which, next page. Okay, so MJ is like still shaken up. I'm gonna, I'm going to ask you something, Peter. I'm going to be very selfish, and I'm going to ask you something. And I don't. This is great dialogue. I don't. I don't want you to hate me for asking this. Okay, so uh, it's all very overwrought and melodramatic. Um, and actually, I think you know, 
for naturalistic style dialogue, uh, it's pretty well done by Straczynski. I'm an expert at this. Straczynski. Um, I tend to agree. I think I think it's accurate. However, mm-hmm. I will I will put up there. Not enjoyable to read. I feel like it, I had to read over it a couple. Like I had to sort. I felt like I was like getting lost while I was reading it. So while accurate, mm. frustrating. Frustrating. True. It comes down to MJ is asking, what if, what if it's time for your aunt to die? She's been around since 1964. Um, she's been dying since 1964. Uh, maybe we should let her go. And uh, she, MJ's trying to come across like it's only because Aunt Aunt May is, you know, she is on life support. It appears. Yes, indeed. I, I get a feeling it'd be the exact same. It'd be the exact same conversation if Aunt May was downstairs, uh, you know, making making dinner, wow, or watching the TV. Uh, that's wow. the reading I'm getting here. So you're just saying. Uh... MJ is just stone cold killer. She's just like, yeah. I don't know. I never said stone cold killer, but I think she's always thought it's Aunt May's time. Because she references <laughs> how many times Spider Man and Peter Parker have saved her. And it's mm. like, well, you know. She has died before at this stage in the continuity, but it turned out to be a clone or something like that. So, right. Um, well, he's already dealt with grief. Yeah, well, you'd think so, but he's like uh, one thing about the character of Peter Parker Spider-Man is he doesn't deal with anything well. He uh, he is constantly reliving his past failures and not not moving on from them. It, yes, that appears quite accurate. Okay, so next page. Uh, Peter admits that he's sort of often <laughs> no uh, thought of Aunt May dying before not offing her. I was maybe overstating it. <laughs> Who hasn't considered killing the elderly aunt? That's what I got to ask. Um, if this was a case of natural causes, a heart attack, she's had one of those. Old age, she's got that. Uh, that would be one thing. But she got hit by a bullet. As we can see, and this is the first thing that really make, gives me pause, uh, she was shot in the apartment and they still have the blood stain on the floor. They haven't cleaned anything up. Um, I get the like. Obviously, that middle, that third panel is like a memory of when she was shot. Mm-hmm. But is you know he's he's not really doing a lot. He's like <laughs> she's been shot, blood pouring out, and he's checking her pulse, which I I, I get. But I mm. feel like there are other more important things here, like applying pressure to the wound oh, or something yeah. like that. Um, but it's oh. very. Uh, very, you know, it is striking uh, blood pattern. I can, yes. I can understand why someone might want to leave it in the house as a sort of, um, uh, you know, discussion point or feature. Yeah, like, yeah, like a, like an interesting coffee table or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's my thing. It's look, it's two things. Either, uh, they've, it's still there because it's a crime scene. In which case. Why the hell are they sleeping in that room? Or secondly, uh, it is no longer a crime scene, in which case that is unsanitary and must be cleaned up. You don't have big pools of human blood lying around on your floor. It's bad for you. You get Legionnaire's disease and stuff. Look, I think... I don't know the financial position at the moment of either MJ or 
Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. But as I understand it, you need specialist cleaning equipment to get that amount of blood out. Um, and I think that's what wooden floorboards. It's probably you know you probably have to go underneath those and see if there's any blood that's dripped through. Uh, to be honest, uh, but you I, think they? Well, I, I'm going to tend, contend. Surely they can afford some soap to give it a once over. Maybe they have uh, given it a once over. <laughs> wow. I, I'm just saying the uh, the data is not available to us to find out what claim. I agree with you. It's likely they've done nothing. They seem like those kind of people. Okay. Uh, but benefit of the doubt, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, maybe. Uh, I think I'm. You're right. I'm treating them harshly. I'm treating them way too harshly. So uh, well, let's skip on to the next page. We're back to our conversation. Uh, there's a lot of to to and f- to and fro between the uh, the two uh, the two people. The two uh, I was going to say lovers, but husband and wife, I suppose. The couple. Um, so and you know, once again, naturalistic dialogue, but. Uh, it's all very melodramatic, as a Spider-Man comic, I suppose, should be. Now, what's your experience with Spider-Man, Cameron? Uh, my uh, my experience with Spider-Man is mostly from the movies, and he is a larrikin. <laughs> Sometimes a bit of a sad sack, but mostly a larrikin. Yeah. I think, yeah, they, they definitely have the two sides of his personality. He... He does lots of joking and backflips to cover over the fact that he is very miserable about most things that happen in his life. Um, and I think there is, like, the melodrama is just inherent in in the character. Uh, no one wants to see a happy-go-lucky Spider-Man. Uh, at least I could be wrong. Do you like seeing happy-go-lucky Spider-Man? I mean, what was your f- favourite bit of happy go luckiness in a movie was it when like uh was it when his girlfriend died in the amazing spider-man 2 or um no probably probably the death of his uncle in the the very first film um (laughs) you know really sets up the franchise for uh what's to come um Mm. and and the fact that how easily he appears to rebound you know obviously go you know he uh, has that initial murderous rage. Uh, but after that, I feel like um, everything's looking up for old Peter Parker. Yeah. He is a character defined by the terrible thing. Well, his, I don't know. I don't know whether all these terrible things happen to him or whether he just has a bad attitude. That's my reading of Peter Parker. Like, you know, bad things happen to everyone. Not everyone sits there and, like, complains about it or says they, like, throw their costume in a... Uh, in a bin and walks away and says, "Well, that's it for me." Not oh, everyone's then he's, like then he's that. back a week later. No yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting actually. I take it back. Spider-Man's about a young boy with a lack of commitment. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. He is constantly uh, thinking about quitting and or quitting. The amazing quitter man, they should call him. Uh, you know what? I think 545 comics. That's a good run. I can only assume this is the last comic ever made about Spider-Man. Oh, well, I've got some surprise for you. Um, we haven't got to the end of the story. In fact, we're only a few pages in. So, uh, the next page, uh, I can't under, I can't remember what we were talking about. But there's a nice little, like, silent... Um, I think they both agree to kill Aunt May. That, <laughs> that one, or is it the next? Uh, 
I think they're, they're, they're definitely pooling their options. They're discussing which one they can go. Some nice, like, this is great. Once again, the artwork's beautiful. Um, and uh, the two, there's no words on this page. The two, first two panels are identical, so that you saves need, time. Because you don't need words. No, you don't. And then they're not, they're not entirely identical. I draw your attention to MJ's fringe. There's some changes in the hair. But I think that's just in the colouring. You might first be two, right. First two panels are photocopies. Second, second two panels are slightly different, though Peter's face does not uh, move at all. No, they just repeat his face four times. And yeah. then uh, MJ, to moves her hand, then puts her face into the light where she looks nothing like she looks like in any of the other panels. Okay. I, I'm actually of the opinion that every single panel in this comic book, MJ is different and Spider and Peter Parker is different. I think it's, you uh, might be right. It's about a, a hundred or so different characters. So this is just like a, uh, we could like, uh, we could speculate that this is just like not a story at all. It's just like, uh, you know, 500 individual scenes of different couples. It's a photo album. Times. It's a photo album with words. <laughs> okay, well, that's comics all in all. Next page, we have a dramatic, uh, and it, like I, 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 Josh, but this is this is dramatic stuff. They're, they're having a dramatic embrace on mm. the floor. Uh, you know, probably getting Aunt May's blood all over their jeans. Where's um, the blood? The blood was just there. Now it's gone. Ah, uh, continuity error. That's a goof. Oh no, that was an entirely blue Spider-Man suit, and he's gone and wrecked it. <laughs> oh no! Uh, next page, uh, some more photocopying. Um, you know, hey, do you remember when? Sh- so, like, they're trying to like Straczynski is really trying to uh, maximize the drama of the sit- of the situation here. And as you know, as a uh, as an improviser, that the silence has a lot of power as a storytelling device, particularly in a medium where words tend to flow freely like like a comic book. Uh, what do you think this is working as a dramatic uh, as a dramatic de- device? Looks like a stained glass window. Mm. That's all. Uh, I just I don't know. I think like we've seen so little of their faces up until now. That I can't be sure that these are the same two people. Right, yeah, it could be anyone. Could be anyone. But, you know, I think, like, it, it does show Peter Parker, a bit of Peter Parker's character in relation to MJ, where he just will not shut up. And she's like, give me a minute. Just let yeah. me collect my thoughts. Stop yep. talking. Now, that is very much a Peter Parker thing. Okay, next page. Some more of the same. Um, and... No, MJ says, "Look, I know what you're going to say. Just don't, just don't do it. Just stop it. Stop it." So she wanted to talk about killing Aunt May, and now that <laughs> now that we're getting down to the crunch, yeah, she's not having like, a bar of it. No, nah, don't want to talk about it. Okay, so you know, she says uh, that monster. Nothing will ever take that away from me. Never take. Nothing will take away my memories, which is, of course, what he is threatening to take away. Peter says, MJ, what are you saying? Are we really going to dot, dot, dot? And uh, MJ says, yeah. oh, oh yeah, God, we're gonna, Peter. We're going to kill Aunt May. <laughs> we're going to do it. 
He's starting to get a little excited by the idea. Maybe. Then comes my favorite thing of the whole comic is the bong. This, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's relentless. This bong is relentless. It is like, uh, there is a bong, a dramatic bomb, bong, bong at the end of a page. Uh, it is a sound effect in case anyone is confused as to what I'm talking about. Bong. bong. Ask not who the, to- uh, the bell tolls. It tolls for Peter Parker. And then, next page, the Mephisto himself is revealed looking very sinister indeed, and I noticed not wearing gloves. So, not him at the start on the front page of the comic. Yes, what's the story there? I hadn't even thought about that yet, but yeah, he's not wearing gloves. Who my, is supposed to be doing the glove thing in the front? Well, I guess continuity error. Uh, fair enough. Goof. So, you never know. We haven't read anything past this or before this. Well, I haven't. You might have in the past. <laughs> no, oh, you mean uh, you're not talking about this page. You're talking about this comic. Yes. Um, okay. It's like I thought you'd just completely forgotten everything that had happened up to you at this point. Um, yeah. Okay, it is Mephisto. He's here to say, uh, yeah, your marriage is a stitch in time. Yeah, he's going to, he, he explains the deal. He's going to take away their marriage. They are, will not be married. They will never have been married. And everything else will remain the same. Classic. Yeah. Classic, the deal with the devil. Everyone knows that's what the devil wants is someone's marriage. Uh, but, the, but, but, but why? But why? Well, apparently, we'll find out. Oh, and there's another bong. Now, I, I can only assume the bong is the uh, marching forward of time. Yeah, indeed. And I think yeah, that's, that's a sound reading of that. Did you hear that? Sorry, I'll do this in an evil voice. Did you hear that? That's the sound of your aunt dying. Time is nearly up. Swap the page. There we go. Oh, ah. So we're getting some dramatic hair action. So he's he's sort of like a big red elf. He has got the best hair. He has got the best hair, though, in the comic. And I can see why Mary Jane is so upset. Because he is, like, poning her in the air, uh, the hair stakes. And in always having his face lit. <laughs> it's true. It is very true. In fact, Mary Jane, famous redhead, his hair is both redder and better than hers. Every panel in this comic. Okay. Uh, okay, so now we get to the explanation as why he's after uh, why he's after this marriage. Why is he after this marriage, Brad? Because... Your yours is the rarest love of all, pure, unconditional, and made holy in the eyes of those who he, uh, eyes of he who I hate most. Okay, so their marriage is super special because they are, because they have pure love, pure. They were married by, I can only assume, God? Or does he hate Satan? Like... I don't know. Well, that's a whole, like, uh, that is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, God. 
Okay, it's a religious question. I can't remember think of a word I was thinking. It's an That's... ecumenical matter. It's an ecumenical matter. Thank you. Very well. Very well put. Um, yeah, because he is not, as I have mentioned previously, this guy is not Satan. He is Mephisto. He's a different guy entirely. So who is he talking about? It's not like, yeah, is he just anti the Christian God? Because that's Satan's job. And Satan's got a kid that's going to come in and take over the business one day. I mean, what's the, what's he on about? Is he talking about Venom? Did Venom marry Spider-Man and Mary Jane Watson? Uh, now, I think you may have got on to... I think you have just blown my mind. I think it was Venom. Venom Reckless did it all. Reckless case are wide open. <laughs> no worries. It's ah. very flamboyant in this uh, uh, these panels, yeah, especially he's... the second panel. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fabulous. Bong! Oh, my God, there's another one. Okay. So Mary Jane, being the headstrong one, makes the decision. So Peter, like Peter always is, is like, I don't know, I don't know. And Mary Jane is like, okay, okay, just take the marriage. Just stop stop with the sound effects, please. Um, we're not done yet, though. <gasps> uh, next page. Yeah, she really has got lighting problems in this comic, doesn't she? Uh, okay, let's have a quick look at uh, panel two, before we mm-hmm. get on to what it's about. Speaking of lighting problems, how is Mephisto's face lit in the exact, at the exact same time as Mary Jane's being entirely in the dark except for her glistening tear? I would put that down to uh, artistic... Yes, it's artistic license. It's, uh, it's poetic uh, license to make the tear stand out. It's simply a device... To, for the artist to say, this is what's important. She's sad. This guy, he's fab. One sad, one fab. Yeah, as it always has been and always will be. Um, okay. Mary Jane whispers something to Mephisto. First of all, she says uh, she has to make sure that Peter is happy. So there's a lost cause. The man is never happy. That's um, a wasted wish. <laughs> wasted wish. Then it'd be like a genie situation where she's only got three. Uh, yeah, well, I guess it isn't because there's another bong. Bong. And she's right. Time is running out. And yet only one of you has agreed to my terms. I can't go much farther without without this. Well, I can't go much farther with this. What say you, Mr. Parker? Okay. Uh, Peter prevaricates a little bit. He goes, my fa- my favorite uh, line of dialogue, Nyarg, do it. Oh, he uh, is, he is, uh, he is, he's barely committed. That was under duress. So you're saying he's, he's, his heart's not in it, but what is his heart in? He's just, he's just like, Given away his marriage, which at this stage in the comics had gone longer than him being single, single uh, to the devil because, well, because the company wanted to make him appear younger. They didn't want to. This is the real, true life story of why Peter Parker made a deal with the devil to get rid of his uh, marriage. They wanted the character to appear younger, but they didn't want him to get a divorce. 
because they thought that would make him appear older. So the only possible way to get rid of the marriage so they could make him appear like a younger person was by magicking away. It's like... Well, the way they have drawn him in this comic makes him look like William Shatner. (laughs) (laughs) Makes him look old, in my opinion. A young William Shatner? An old William Shatner. That is Boston, Boston legal William Shatner. Oh, man, that's harsh. Well, uh, on the page here, we also have it's a little bit of Jim Carrey in uh, Mephisto in that middle pe- mm. middle panel uh, while we're talking about that. And we see uh, he takes the form of a young girl for a second. See, okay, this, this person he's becoming in the third panel of the middle panel mm-hmm. then to be a young girl, right? Yes. I know, it looks like a woman in her late 20s. Mm. True. My God, the little girl. Who was the little girl? Yes, the little girl. Uh, this is like an oblique, uh, uh, oblique reference to Spider-Girl, which was a series uh, starring May Parker, who was the son of the son the daughter of MJ and Peter Parker, who went on to become a uh, superhero in the future. And it went for like, I don't know, 80, 100 issues. It was quite popular. Uh, and what happened? Well, they stopped making it because they huh? annulled the marriage. It was, another, it was a way to stop making a comic as well. Uh, yes, true. It was a way to stop having to publish Spider-Girl. Uh, that worked. Okay, boom. Uh, next page. We get to see a younger version of May. Uh, I would have been the best of both of you. Now that you have opted to save your aunt, I will never be. Bong. Now, in the, in the panel where she says, I'll never be. Yeah. Looks older than she does in the previous panel. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a very flattering uh, expression she wears there. Okay, uh, okay. Peter's really mad. You son of a Peter! No, and there's another bong. It's starting to up the pace. I think we're heading for some sort of dramatic, uh, dramatic climax here. Next page. There's more Elric energy going along. Uh, a lot yes. more bongs. It's sort of like bong bong. Like you know, it's sort of like a, a cow, like a, a a driving cowbell now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, don't fear the Reaper is, was, is playing in the background here. Um, I know in my heart of hearts, okay, we're meant to be together, okay. There's a tearful farewell. There's lots of bongs. There's, there's no power in the universe big enough for a job like that. Uh, yeah, okay. So we can't be torn apart. Oh, God, my, how, how many pages are we into? 18. We're almost at the halfway point. Um <laughs> They, they embrace, they say their sweet nothings. Elric energy is going around. Every panel has a bong. They kiss in a very, very dark, uh, poorly lit panel. And then... They, they have to do that because in comic books, you're not allowed to show that much tongue. <laughs> That's right. That was the comic code authority. Is like one of the things that they... You weren't allowed to show crime in a favorable light, witchcraft or tongue. It's just the way it is. The next panel, the next page is just them hugging again. 
Unless, ah, uh, yeah. Just another, another recycled page. Yes, indeed. Well, they had they had a big comic to fill, forty pages of story, then a double page spread of them kissing, wherein yeah. uh, Mary Jane says, "Face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot." Okay. What? How do you read this? I can. I. I'm really interested to see what your interpretation of what she's talking about there. Uh, my own. My only guess is she's saying you've hit the jackpot. You've gotten rid of me, and you're getting your aunt back. Jackpot. So it does seem highly uh, sarcastic, but it is in fact echoing the the first words she said to Peter Parker when they first met. met uh, in I I don't know Spider Man number twenty five or something like that nineteen sixty nine, um, which makes no sense at all in the situation. It's like it is the opposite thing that is happening. You shouldn't be going back to that. Like hey hey I'm so good. <laughs> like yeah it does yeah it. For those of us who haven't had the pleasure. I'm reading the 510 other comics that uh, mm. MJ features in. Mm. Uh, you know, it to me, it's just disrespectful. Um, mm. Aunt May could still very well die. She's in. She's on life support. She is on life support. So yeah, I don't know. It just it seems a little tone deaf. Congratulating Peter Parker. Congratulations. Face it, you done it. You hit the jackpot. Uh, boom, and the final bong, the next page. Peter wakes up. He's not wearing his spider jammies. Wake up bong. Wake, waking up bong. I actually lived in a house where that was a thing. Uh, Brad. That was, Brad. Yes, yes. My book's code. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. I can't talk about my, my, uh, my sketchy history. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so... He wakes up, he gets up, he's running downstairs, and we say, good afternoon, Tiger. And it's Aunt May. She's okay. She's okay. That, that is, that, that's a, that, that really is turning the knife, having her call him Tiger. It is indeed. Is She's really, she's saying a big F you to MJ, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think, well, this whole, this whole, comic is a bit of a big f f u to mj um true but she doesn't deserve it yeah she 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 suffered from uh, editorial edict that they needed to like make this guy young and hip again as he is eating his aunt's hotcakes on the way out the door to a party some excellent writing in creating this you know, really, really transporting you to the uh, this idea of him eat, talking with his mouthful as well. Yeah, he's a slob. Okay, he's a slob. That's what, what's the way go. Peter Parker, love you, as he rides off on his bike. Now, Peter Parker uh, did learn to drive at one stage. I'm going to say that he had a Spider Mobile. I would much rather have read that Spider Mobile story. Nothing makes you look younger than a 40-year-old on a mountain bike. <laughs> okay. Next page, he's crossing, oh, I'm going to say, the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't know which one. Singing some Simon and Garfunkel, as all young people do. Um, <laughs> doing a great job. Yeah, fantastic. 
Uh, he shows up for the party. Says hi to Stan Lee. Says hi to Stan Lee. <laughs> Doing his uh, prerequisite cameo. Uh, I hadn't even I hadn't even noticed that. The hat the hat just totally uh, hid it from me. We go. They, they have to hide him sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Make the fans like, really look. He's like, where's Wally? You have to go, where's Stanley? Um, he comes up the elevator and boom, he's at a party. Uh, ding, is that meant to be like a, a, a sort of echo of bong? Uh, I think like, it would be funny if it was, but I just think it's a random sound effect they threw in there because they like know how elevators work. Uh, I retract uh, my statement. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's Flash Thompson, his ex uh, enemy, now friend. They, they say hello. They look over. There's a girl dressed in black over there. Do you recognize this girl? Uh, that looks like a brunette, Buffy Summers. Okay. That, that's Mary Jane, hey? Oh, wow. You're not. She looks a lot younger than. I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting like Riverdale vibes from the comic drawing now. Yeah, it's getting very cartoony at this stage. So we've gone through the big dramatic thing, uh, and this is definitely the second part of the the second phase of this comic. The first twenty odd pages were like, okay, we're gonna get rid of this marriage. The second twenty pages are all setting up for future stories. Uh, now, you having not read, as you said, anything that went before or after this, what do you make of this sudden change in tone? Uh, I think they're trying to do a 180 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, give a big middle finger to the fan base that has been loyal to the comic book for years. Well, it, is, it was definitely interpreted that way by a lot of fans. Um, uh, there, there were good comics that came out of this, but it was a very... A uh, very awkward and clumsy way to bring about a new status quo. Uh, Just make a second Spider-Man comic with Peter Parker. They did that. It was called Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh my god! <laughs> what, are, uh, what are they? What are they doing over there at uh, Marvel? Uh, anything they like. They run the comic business. Okay, so boom, there's another ding. You know, maybe this is a, maybe it's meant to be a uh, an echo of the bong. Um, but ding, someone is surprised. Okay, surprise, and there's this guy who's just walked out of the elevator. Do you know who that is? It it looks like, uh, I thought it was, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Harry Osborne. That is correct. Harry Osborne, well done. It's like a great reveal, a huge surprise. Um, now, the reason that... Is he this dead is, at this point? That's right. That's why it's such a huge surprise. Because he's dead. So... Even though pages ago they said, we're going to bring it back, we're going to make just erase the marriage, but everything else will be the same. Lies. <laughs> uh, except for the things that we want to change. Because the other thing that was changed uh, was, of course, at this stage, Peter Parker had revealed his secret identity to the world. How, and, do, you get, how do you go back on that? Uh, the uh, Magic. For some reason, that has also been changed. Do you reckon reckon MJ whispered into Mephisto's ear, uh, you can break up our marriage, but I also want you to fuck with everything. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's a good chance. She is feisty. She is feisty. That could be a thing she could ask for. Um, so, yeah, everything is basically the only thing that has changed from before the deal was made is that the marriage has gone away. Uh, Peter Parker has not given away his secret identity. And anything else that the writers want to happen has happened. Other than that, everything exactly it's exactly the same. Amazing. The, the power of comic books to really, you know, uh, create, create, a, create a world that uh, everyone wanted to hate immediately, by the sounds of it. Yeah, it was like, it's like the world outside your window, except with super, uh, super devils changing things when they don't uh, line up with corporate wishes. Okay, so, oh God, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, okay, uh, Peter gets struck by an attractive looking woman. He sees that she's with Harry, and then he's like, oh, oh figures, uh, and gets instantly upset that his friend has a girlfriend, uh, which for me is like the worst sort of uh characterization of someone who is supposed to be a hero, yeah, like, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and uh, where Flash is saying Harry, yeah, is that is that Peter Parker to next to him? Hold on, let me just. It is. I... Is it? No. Uh, Harry. Yeah, that's Peter. It's not, oh, there's nothing like any of the other Peters. That looks like um. Oh, what's his name? I can't. Greg help Kinnear. You. It looks like Greg Kinnear. Okay, fair enough. There's not a lot that's happening here. Uh. Okay, next page, you know, some people introduce each other, like, here, these are, these are some characters that you'll be interacting with in future issues. Um, MJ leaves by the elevator, and once again, there's a ding. I think you might have actually stumbled on to uh, something that Michael J. Straczynski was doing, which was, like, using the ding as a, a stand-in for the bong, the old ding-bong connection. You know, you, it's sort of like a mirrored um, yeah. pages. Uh, and now, now I've worked out why these pages are inked by Joe Casada, is the other guy who was meant to ink the whole comic, said, "Not in your life am I inking this trash." Okay. I don't want to. I know what the backlash is going to be, and I don't want to be part of it. Uh, fair cop, fair cop. Okay, next page. Heads up, kids. Harry's there. He's uh, like he's out of rehab, which is what they called uh, hell, I suppose, nowadays. Um, uh, Peter turns down a drink. Oh, you know what they say, Harry. Speak of a devil and he appears. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, yes, to friends into a brand new day. So it's all just setting up uh, for future stories. Nothing much of interest happening there. Uh, I don't know. He can carry four champagne flutes in one hand. That's pretty impressive. Well, true. He well, he was a, he was a super powered villain for a while there, so he hasn't lost all his moves. Um, we have a brand new day. Uh, to JMS from the Marvel Gang, and there ends our story. Uh, now we've. Touched a little bit on the uh, the controversy that this story caused at the time, because people were thought, saying it was 
well, I would say disrespectful, but just stupid. Just a stupid thing to do to get rid of a marriage in a comic. Uh, also, getting rid of a lot of uh, current storylines that people were following to a certain degree are always going to uh, have to undo uh, Peter Parker giving like having his secret identity revealed because it's always been such an important part of his character that he keeps it a secret from his loved ones so he can feel all the guilt about doing that. Of course. Do you, do you think they um, gave away his secret identity in order to do this? Like, we've got to do something big so that they will thank us for uh, reversing it. I mean, that is a, that's a possible reading. I couldn't, say, I couldn't say one way or the other what their motivation was. I can just talk, comment on what we were given here in this comic book. Uh, okay, so uh, I think that's, that's then the, the hilarious thing is then they reprint the marriage. The marriage story, just to rub in, it's like, ha-ha, remember this? Oh, boy. Mm, okay. Uh, so, I think we've reached the end. Uh, now, Michael J. Straczynski uh, was not happy with the story as it stood. He thought, uh, he, 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 in interviews he said he almost asked to have his name taken off the comic book. Yeah. This was the end of a, I think, a five-year run of him writing it. So they were setting it all up for the next uh, uh, next writer to take right. over. Do whatever the flip they liked. Well, uh, someone whose name I cannot remember, so I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Said that like writing superhero comics is where you take, you get all the toys, and you break them, and then you have to put them all back together for the next person to play with them. And that's basically what I was doing, is putting all the toys back together for the next person to play with. Uh, but he took offense, uh, Michael J. Stradinsky took offense with uh, the lack of logic in the whole deal with the devil thing. Um, and I think a lot of other people did as well, because it just doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Which brings us on to time. Uh, if you, have you got any further, any last comments about this before we go on to final judgments? It just feels like a really bizarre way to reset the story. The laser beam would have made much more sense. <laughs> like aliens did it. Yeah, that you know you're right. That's the thing. It's like the story is a means to an end. They they want to erase this marriage from Spider-Man's life for whatever reasons, whether you agree with them or not. That's their right. It's their character. Mm. They own it. They can do anything they like. They can tell any story they like. As you well, said, not any just... story. The <laughs> comic book board would have something to say about that. Oh, yes, yes. The Comic Code Authority would uh, come down on that one. Um, I think at this stage, uh, 2009, the Comic Code Authority was not an ongoing, uh, not actually around anymore. Should have been. They would have put a stop to this trash. Yeah, maybe they would have. Yeah, say so... comic books have to make sense. <laughs> That would, like, rule out so many comic books. Um, yeah, so they, they they had something that they wanted to do, which was get rid of a marriage, but the way they chose to do it, which was to have Spider-Man, our hero, make a deal with the devil, seems like the worst possible way of getting this to happen. 
when they could have had lasers from outer space doing it. Just comes, it just comes across as very defeatist. Like traditionally, the idea is uh, superhero gets given a ultimatum, mm-hmm. they flip the bird at the ultimatum, and they beat the the villain otherwise. Yeah, and they beat the odds. They get it, and they say no. Okay, as James T. Kirk said, I don't believe in a no-win situ- situation, and they find a way. Exactly. Uh, this way. Yeah, it's a, it's a story of the time that Spider-Man didn't figure it out. Uh, Spider-Man just gave up. Just gave up. Well, that's I mean, his story is the story of giving up. It's true. He's given up. He's quit being Spider-Man so many times. Oh, God, it's just crazy. Anyway, so let's do the final judgments on this comic. Was it good? Was it a good comic book? Was it a bad comic book? Or was it a weird comic book? Just strange. Which of those which of those categories do you feel it fits into, Cameron? I'm going with bad, even though it was trying so hard to be weird. Mm. It just it was it was it wasn't weird. Like it was all fairly straightforward, just didn't make any sense, but not in a weird way, just in a dumb way. So it's bad. This comic yeah. book was bad. Okay, it's a bad from Cameron. I'm going to go... It's a tough one. I'm going to have to talk through my feelings. From a technical point of view, the art and writing are good. They are clear. They are evocative. They, I feel that they achieve the uh, emotional resonance they were aiming for. Uh, but the whole... Yeah, I think I've I summed it up pretty well before. The, the method that they use to tell the story... To get the story to where they wanted it to be was very weird, and I think I'm going to agree with you. It's bad. It's a bad comic. That's the right choice, Brad. Thanks, thanks, uh, Cam. It's good to have your uh, your backup on that one. Yeah, it's like uh, like technically good, actually bad. It's less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, well, well summed up. Well summed up. Okay, so we can move on. Uh, but we have one last thing mm-hmm. to do, and that is we. I hope that we learn lessons from our comics that we read here. Did you learn? What did you learn from this comic book? Uh, it doesn't matter if you got a big uh, blood puddle in your house. <laughs> Just leave it there. Just Make it, it a feature. That's true. Yeah, it's like that's what you call a renovation opportunity, rather than a, uh, a detriment to the actual household. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, lasers are more fun than the devil. Yeah, I'm really. When you said they should, they could have got this done with lasers. You opened my eyes, Cameron, and you got me very excited with the story that could have been. So I will take crazy space battles over fighting the devil any day, much like I prefer Star Wars to The Devil's Advocate as a film. Uh, I think that's a. I think that's a, a fair. Uh... Um, what's what I'm looking for here? A fair opinion that no one would uh, judge you for. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure someone will, but that's okay. That's what that's what humans do. Okay, we've we've done it. We we've managed to uh, analyze Spider-Man 545 more than anyone has ever done before. Thank you, Cameron. Thank now you. it's time. Oh, my pleasure. Now it's time for us to stretch those brain cells. We have a question from the internet. I love throwing a question from the internet in every uh, episode, and no changes this time. Inter- this is from uh, Vance Jones via Facebook from the uh, Troubling Issues Facebook page. 
like us today. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse introduces different versions of Spider-Man. What new version would you like... Well, what new version would you be interested in seeing? And he gives an example, e.g. Man Spider, a spider who has the powers of a man. Is that a real... Is that is that one of his, or is that... That's one of his. Man Spider. Um, I'm going to go with Spider Eggs. And <laughs> okay. It's just basically a sentient sack of spider eggs that can mm-hmm. uh, basically explode into a thousand spiders, but then also reassemble in I assume it, it moves about by floating. Mm. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds great. That sounds like a creepy horror movie sort of thing. I love it. It's a good guy. Spider, oh, Spider, okay, X yeah. is, Spider X is a hero. The hero that we need instead of Peter Parker. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with something similar, but not quite the same. I'm going to go with Spider Spider. Spider with the power of the spider and the body That's of the right, spider? That's right. A spider who has been bitten by a spider and grows eight extra legs, eight extra eyes, has the proportional power of two spiders, uh, and uh, it's it's more of a body horror thing than a superhero thing, really. Uh, I think it's going to be very creepy. I'll get uh, written by Clive Barker, illustrated by Jeffrey Jones. There you go. I know. I'll dig up... uh, uh, H.R. Geiger. You can do Ooh. the designs. It, yeah, think... it, it does sound like a, a, a sort of a terrifying prospect. Oh, man. 16-legged spider. It would be the most commercially unsuccessful film in existence because people don't like spiders to start off with. But if you make a spider spider, it's going to be like the repulsion will be uh, cubed. It will be raised exponentially. Uh, so yeah, I think, but I would love to see it. I think that would be a fascinating, if disturbing, uh, version of the Spider Verse. Radio. Well, we've done it. We've knocked that one on the head. We're almost out of almost out of time. Uh, yeah, time for recommendations. You got anything that you'd recommend people uh, do to amuse themselves instead of reading Spider Man five hundred and forty five? Uh, instead of reading uh, Spider-Man uh, 545, uh, I am going to go with a uh, comic book, and I mentioned at the start, I would actually suggest people read the original um, uh, the, um, uh, New 52, DC New 52, The Shade trade paperback. Uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, it's got everything you want. Uh, it's got sort of like jumping around over time. It's gotten... Uh, uh, it's got a part of, of, of being in Australia where there's an indigenous uh, superhero. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot to love. Wow. Well, I actually haven't read that, so I'd like to give it a go. Um, yeah, I, I like... The Shade was a sort of a spin-off character from the whole um, uh, Starman title. I've never really gotten the taste from, but with your recommendation, I'm keen to check it out. So that's The Shade from the New 52. There you go. I will recommend... I'm going to... You've inspired me, saying that as some of it was set in Australia. I'm going to recommend a comic that is has a large part of it. I think uh, one of the volumes is set in Brisbane, Australia. And it is... Wow. It, it is a Vertigo comic uh, done by Mike Carey and Chris... Gross. Chris Gross, I think, is the artist. It is called The Unwritten. 
And it's a very clever and, uh, yeah, original and interesting series. It starts off as a, a Harry Potter pastiche. So right. it's about a guy. Um, I think his name is Tom Taylor, whose dad wrote a series of uh, books, which are basically Harry Potter, uh, which follow as a, uh, a student called Tom Taylor, who has his best friend and, he has a, a girl sidekick and a guy sidekick. It's all very familiar. Uh, but it turns out that uh, Tom Taylor is not the is not so much the son of uh, the of the author, but he is in fact the fictional character that the author brought to life. So it's very meta. It's like a lot about uh, the nature of fiction. Uh, there are. Lots of Harry Potter callbacks, but it goes into weird and unusual places. And one of the volumes does end with a a uh, a unicorn riding into the uh, <laughs> sorry, but uh, uh, South Bank. What's the, what's the uh, uh, the Breaker Beach? Uh, no, the Lyric Theatre ah, at South Bank. Q Pack, uh, Queensland Performing Arts Complex. It rides over the over the Gateway Bridge. Oh, not the Gateway Bridge. Uh, no, it was the Gateway Bridge. Over the Gateway Bridge and somehow gets to QPAC uh, and rides in there to save the day. It is a it is a bizarre, weird, and very interesting book. So that's the unwritten by would... Mike Carey and Peter Gross. I'll check it out. No worries at all. Uh, and that's it. That's everything we've got except for. Plugs. Is there anything you'd like to plug, Cameron, uh, while I've I have you here? I've already plugged my sourdough and sour beer Instagram, Cam Sour Sesh. Uh, but uh, you can catch me performing with Big Fork Theatre. We're online at the moment due to COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, but we're doing every Friday night and every second Saturday evening. Uh, we're doing uh, improv live stream via uh, YouTube. So just look us up on YouTube, Big Fork Theatre, or check out our Facebook, Big Fork Theatre. Sounds good. And yeah, I'll definitely be there. I might even be in a show or two. Uh, I will plug t- this week, I'll plug, as I did previously, the Facebook page for Troubling Issues. Go to facebook.com slash troubling issues and sign up. And then you can uh, like uh, put in questions for questions from the internet and find out when the new uh, episodes drop. That's my plug. Okay, there should be some really funky um, music by Wanger playing in the background right now as we wrap up this issue. Thank you for coming along today, Cameron, and talking about this comic, which was, we both agreed, was pretty bad. It was Uh, pretty bad. Yeah. Thanks for coming along and doing this, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. Uh, See ya, and bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.